I want to get right into our message today. We're on our series called Core Strength, talking about the core values, the things that we want to build ourselves up. If we was to build up individuals, we believe that our things, the things that we value will determine the culture. And I believe God's wanting to build a culture in the body of Christ that will allow him to do what he wants to do, that will truly show his love to mankind and and show his power to mankind. So we want to continue to develop that culture. We want to develop his culture in us and how we deal with people and how we work in society, how we are as employees, how we are as friends and family members. I believe there's certain values that we should embrace as believers. I believe believers should stand out. I believe they should have something about them that people look at them and say, hey, I wanna be like those that are following Jesus. There should be something about a believer's life that people look at us and they say, wow, what is it about them? I want what they have. One of the greatest compliments that I ever got in my life is when an individual came into my office one day, totally unsolicited, totally uh, out of the blue, and just walked in, knocked on the door, and said, hey, I want what you have. I don't know what it is, I don't know what's going on, but I want what you have. That's how people should be in our life. And sometimes people may look at me and say, I don't want you have, because I'm not living the way I'm supposed to. But I'm telling you, God's wanting us to have that type of value in our life, that type of culture. So we've been building this core strength, and we've been going through the different values that we, we want to have in our lives. So if you got your Bibles, let's open them up this morning to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. We're just happy about Jesus, happy about his word. Quickly, I'm going to get you up to speed on the values we've already went through. Number one, it was we want to be with him. His presence means everything. We experienced that so well this morning. We want to experience it every day of our life, his presence, his presence, his presence. Number two, we do life together. It's connect day. This is a value, a core value of the house. We want to do life in relationships, not just about going and attending church, but being around church all the time. Being in relationships is going to help us grow. The third one value was we pull on the leash, we have big faith, we take big risks because we serve a big God. We're not going to play small, we're going to go for it. We're going to take some risks and believe in. We live generously. We live generous lives. We're generous with our finances. We're generous with our time. We want to be generous people. We bring our A game. Excellence reflects God. We want to do our best in everything that we do, so we want to bring our best, bring our A game. Last time we talked, it was about we take nothing for granted. Appreciation is fuel for the future, and today... The core value is we go low and we grow. It's about being humble and teachable. This is a very important core value for me as an individual, as a person, and what I would love to give to any individual that God would bring into my life, say, hey, I want you to disciple them. I would want them to get this core value. I want you to understand the power of humility and the power of teachability. You need to be humble and you need to be teachable. If I could grab a man, a young man by the, by the neck or by the arm, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> and I want to teach them some things that I had to learn the hard way, the number one value as a man, you need to be a humble man. Learn what humility is. And I'm not saying I've got it arrived and I'm perfect in that, but I know that's a value of the kingdom. We need to be humble. So women, you need to be humble as well. I'm not isolating that just to a man problem, but I'm just saying sometimes we need to understand the power of humility and the power of being teachable, being teachable that you're willing to learn. So we're going to get two values in one today. It's a two for one special. Look to your neighbor and say, you're blessed. You get a two for one today. It's a two for one humble and teachable. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 5. 
Look at verse 1. It says, the elders who are among you I exhort. Paul's, or sorry, Peter's writing to the elders of the church. I exhort you, I who am a fellow elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ. I got to see it firsthand. And also a partaker of the glory that will be revealed. There's a principle here, they'll sneak this in, that Peter was talking about. I experienced the sufferings, but I also experienced the glory. And the Bible says, Paul talked about this, that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed. I'm telling you, no matter what we're going through, no matter sufferings what we're going through, the glory of God is always far greater than the sufferings we're experiencing. Man, what God wants to show you, I know we're going to have a hard time. I know we're going to have difficulties. We're going to have adversity. But I'm telling you, those are not my focal point because the glory, the goodness of God far outweighs the sufferings that I'm dealing with in my life. That's just a freebie. Throw that in there. So now let's go to the next part. Also partake, verse two, shepherd the flock of God which is among you. That means to take care of them, serve them, minister to them. Serving as overseers, not by compulsion, not because you have to, not because it's forced upon you, but willingly, freely, because you understand that it's a desire of your heart, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly. He's just talking to the leaders of the church, saying don't abuse people, don't take them for granted, don't serve them because you got to, serve them because you want to. Serve, it's out of your heart. In other words, stay low to the ground, stay humble, that you never get egotistical about your position in serving people. Realize your position in the church, your position to help people is not to overlord them, but it is to come under and serve them. It's not for people to serve you and look at you as a celebrity. It's for you to go and serve them. Make sure they're taken care of. This is the message he wanted to send to elders and it's a message we need to remind the leaders of the church today. Serve people, not because you have to. I've heard this all the time getting with ministers and they'll say this phrase. They'll say, ministry is awesome if it wasn't for people. And I realize there's a little bit of truth to that statement and sometimes people can uh, give an opportunity for things to be difficult. But if you're not in ministry to serve people, then you need to get a different occupation. You're gonna put up with some headaches, people are gonna be challenging all that, but guess what, I'm challenging to God and he still loves me. Amen, all right, let me go on. So, so just encourage you, he says, nor as being lords over them, verse three, don't be lords over. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be over over those entrusted to you, but be examples. Say, be an example. So we're not to be Lord over people. We're not to be a master. We're not to overpower or control people. This is the principle of going low. This is why I say we need to go low. It's a core value, go low. It means we need to make sure we're not going over people. We're not monster trucks. We go low. Lucas loves monster trucks. He loves to go over things and smash things and go over the top of them. Sometimes Don says, why is he so violent? I says, just the way we are. <laughs> she had four girls. She didn't understand what that means and all this stuff. And all of a sudden, he's wanting to smash everything in sight. He wants to power, smash, yeah. Just get them. It's man stuff. But now I'm telling men, we don't smash people. You know, there's a saying I read the other day in a book, and he said, if, if, you're, the, if you're a hammer, personality-wise, you think everything's a nail. We need to be careful not everything's a nail in our life. If you've got a hammer personality, be careful not everything's a nail. You think the answer to everything is you and smashing. 
So this is what he's telling us. Hey, we go low. We're here to serve people. We're not lording over them, but we're to be an example. We, we said be an example means we need to be a design, a model. We need to model what we want to be. We don't force them to do it. Parents, we go low and we model for our children. We don't demand they do. We example and we show them what to do. We don't send them to church. We lead them to church. We don't tell them to worship. We lead them in worship. We go low and we're examples. We're a model. We're something we want them to pattern after. Paul, he didn't back off this statement. He said it twice in the book of 1 Corinthians. He says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. That's a pretty bold statement. He said, go ahead, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Be a model. This is what we're wanting to do. We want to go low. We want to be an example. Let's go on to the next part. Because when the chief shepherd appears, <laughs> I love this one. See, if you want to shepherd people well, you better be ready that you better be serving them because the big dog's going to show up. And as soon as you think you're the big dog, the real big dog's going to show up and he's going to ask you, how'd you take care of my sheep? How did you care for my people? I cared for you. I served you. I humbled myself and took on the form of a man and I came to serve people. So did you serve people or did you dominate them? That's his question. When the chief shepherd shows up, everybody bows. That's not in there. I just added that part, but that's what's going to happen. Chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that doesn't fade away. Here's verse five. Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Can the elders say an amen right there? You younger people submit to your elders. Now that word submit means to arrange under, to bring under. This is why we say go low. The word submit is a part of two Greek words, and it really just means to, hupo means to go underneath something. You go under something to pick it up. If you're going to pick something up, you got to go under it. The part of submission that people don't get, submission is not about domination. Submission is not something a man should memorize one scripture in the Bible and tell their wife, submit to me. Submitting is when you go under something and you pick it up. So I'm going to go under you and I'm going to pick you up. If I submit to you, it's going to be so that I can pick you up and I can encourage you. I can help you. It's going under. This is the power of submission is that I want to submit some. And so notice what it says. You younger ones submit to your elders. Here's why I like how it says younger and elder because it accounts for everyone. It doesn't say, it doesn't say yo, those of you who are young submit to the old says, those of you who are younger, submit to the elder. So I don't care if you're 70 years old, you've got an elder. Maybe not as many as you used to have. But if you're younger, you submit to your elder. And as you go, so here's what I'm telling you. This is why we go low. We always stay in a place that we're looking at somebody that can help us. Somebody that's gone before us, somebody that's ahead of us. Says, hey, they've lived a little bit longer than an hour and a half. They've been married than a day, longer than a day. They might be able to help me. So I want to submit to those that are older. It also tells me that those that are younger, make sure you pick up and you're supporting those that have gone before your elders and you're honoring them and letting them know you appreciate what they've done before you. I got to see yesterday, we had a funeral and I think she's here. She may not like it for me to say this, but there's Lady here, Mary Beth Shook, was at a funeral yesterday. I was at, and I see Mary Beth here. Mary Beth is one of the founding people of Crossroads Bible Church 30-some years ago, still attending here every time that she can. I want to honor Mary Beth Shook. We want to lift her up today, say praise God for you. 
others here that have been here for a long time. It's talking about younger and elder. Remember, it's a value. It's a core value, supporting and lifting up those. I want to I move on. I could stay there a long time, but I just want to mention that. Submit to your elders. Yes, all of you. Okay, now we got to get everybody in here. All of you be submissive to one another. Core value for the church. Every single one of us needs to be submitting to someone else. It's not about power struggles. It's not about positions of authority. It's the core value as we help one another out. We go low and we help you. We go low to support. That's a value. We're not here to, well, what about me? What's people doing for me? How come nobody's honoring me? I was here for a long time. You didn't call my name out. I I don't know anybody saying that, but I'm just saying those attitudes can get in and we start looking out for me and it says we submit to one another. We go low and we help others and guess what? You'll get helped when we have that attitude, when we have that core value. At your job, you want to be well respected in your job? Be somebody that goes low and you help everyone in your job. Those overlording bosses that just boss everybody around, tells them what to do, when to do it, and has that kind of attitude that doesn't support their team. Morale's going to go down. Your productivity and your team's going to go down, and they're going to be blessed when you're not in the office. They're going to be glad when you're not around. You should be able to serve them the best that you can. That kind of, go low, go low with your people, go low with your, go low with your spouse. Can we get on that for just a second? I felt the unction of the Lord. He said, hey, talk about that. I think he's just talking to me. But if you're, you're going to get in a lot less arguments, a lot fewer arguments when you choose to go low. Problem is we want to go over. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You think you've had a bad day. Instead of going low and supporting their bad day, we want a monster trunk over theirs with our own bad day. You think you got problems? I got bigger problems, monster truck. Go low. You screw up, I'm sorry. You don't screw up, I'm sorry. <laughs> just, just apologize. Get it out there, man, I'm sorry. Wake up, I'm sorry, just for what I'm gonna do later on today. I know I'm gonna screw up. <laughs> Go low. But I'm serious. We need to make sure we go low. Go low. There's a value to it. We'll talk about that in a minute. Be submissive one to another and be clothed with humility. Clothed with humility. Here's what humility means. Humbleness or lowliness of mind. Clothed with humility. Philippians chapter 2 says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Humility is not inferiority. Humility is about priority. Humility is about saying, I will put you before me. That's what humility is. And it says to be clothed with humility. Why does it say clothed? Check out that word there, clothed. That word clothed means to wrap something around you, a garment around you. It means to make something your own. And they talk about binding. And you look at the definition of this word and you really studied out. It talks about t- putting a clothing on and then buying it, binding it or tying it around you. We need to tie humility around us and bind it around us because it's something that doesn't want to stay there easily. Humility is not something that wants to just stay there. You've got to tie it onto you and don't let it get away. Because there's all, our pride is wanting to rise up all the time. Defend yourself. Stand up for yourself. Clothed with humility. No one's going to clothe you with humility. You have to clothe yourself with humility. Lord, make me humble. That's not biblical. 
we're going to read here in just a minute, it's our responsibility to clothe ourselves with humility. Will circumstances humble us? Absolutely. But it's God's desire for us to understand his heart and to humble ourselves. Let's see what he says. Let's go on. Time, time. I got I to move forward. Because it says, why do we clothe ourselves with humility? Because God resists. Everybody say resist. Yes. He resists the proud. He resists the arrogant. He resists those that want to shine themselves above everybody else. He resists that. Do you see what the word resist there means? It's powerful. It means to arrange opposite, to oppose both in attitude and behavior. He stands on the other side. He offers resistance. How many wants God to resist you? That doesn't sound like a good thing to God to be, for God to be opposing me, resisting me. He on be the other side. When I choose pride, God chooses the other side. That's what it's telling me, that God resists the pride. He opposes it. So if I come over here and I'm going to take a situation where I'm just going to choose to accept and embrace pride, I'm just, going to be, I'm just going to say yes to my prideful feelings. I'm going to think in pride. I'm going to stand my ground in this argument. I'm going to be too proud to apologize. I'm going to be too proud to go low and make things right. No, they need to come to me. They're the one who did wrong. Okay, God says, if you're going to stay in that position, I'm going to come over here. I don't stay with those who are proud. I resist them. I don't even go where they are. I oppose them. I bring resistance to them. In other words, he's going to cause my progress to have resistance because he does not want me to continue in pride. He will bring resistance to my progress because he doesn't want that me to progress any farther. He wants me to come to a place of humility. So he says, if you're going to choose pride, Chad, you choose it on your own. I will not be with you. Ouch! I don't want to be standing by myself in my rightness and God not be with me. There was a time when I was, I've shared this before, but, it's, but it's, it happens more than just once in my life. <laughs> there was a time when I was very right about a situation. I'm not going to tell you who I was with. I was, uh, I was very right about a situation and I was excited about being right. And I was thrilled to know that they were wrong. And so I knew I was right. I knew I had the right answer. So I got really excited about my rightness. And I was really enjoying my rightness. And after a while, I felt God dealing with me. And, and uh, the short version of the story is, he said, you were right when I showed you that. But you got so caught up in your rightness that now you're wrong. I'm like, how, 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 how'd that happen? How did I go from being right and having the right answer and it was awesome to now God's on the other side and he's opposing me when he's the one who showed me the right answer? He said, your heart got tied up in your rightness instead of the one who gave you the right answer. So I took a position of celebrating me instead of a position of celebrating the one who showed me I was right. We gotta stay in the right position. He resists the proud, but he gives grace to who? He gives grace to the humble. Gives grace to the humble. That word grace means a favorable attitude towards something or favor, goodwill, grace. He gives grace to the humble. Proverbs 3.34, surely he scorns the scornful, but gives grace to the humble. Verse six, let me go ahead. 
A lot more I can say there, but just time, I want to move into this. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. See where we're talking about this? It's not God's job to humble me. It's my job to humble me. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. We need to remember our job, our job description. We are the humbler. God is the exalter. Get that role in our head. I'm the one to do the humbling of myself. God's the one to do the exalting. I'm not the one to promote myself. I'm not the one to say, look at me. Hey, draw attention to me. I'm the one to go low, keep myself low under the mighty hand of God. And God's the one who will do the exalting. Let me give you another example of that in, uh, in what verse? In Matthew 23, 12 says, whoever exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you. James 4.10, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. All right, here's what I want to share with you. Notice what he says, humble yourselves and he will exalt you in due time. What are we supposed to humble ourselves under? The mighty hand of who? The mighty hand of God. Notice what doesn't say humble yourselves under the mighty hand of man. And here's why I want, to, I want to bring this point out. Wait a minute, Chad, you said go low and serve people. Yeah, whenever we put ourselves under the mighty hand of God, we will serve people. But here's the distinction. If I try to look humble to man, then here's what happens. If I get under the hand of man, then now I will, have, I will be under the control of man. I will have a fear of man. I will be limited to how man can exalt me. All these limitations will be under man. And so whatever man does, when man applauds me, I feel good. When man ignores me, I feel bad. He doesn't say get under the hand of man. He says get under the hand of God. Stay under the hand of God. Because here's what happens. If I will get under the hand of God, then now I'm under the control of God. I have the fear of God. I have the identity that God says I should have. And I'm limited to the position that God can exalt me to. So I want to make sure that when I get under the hand of man, now man can tell me what's humble. But here's something powerful. I don't want us to fall into false humility. Let me give you this. See where I wrote it down. Pride is when we say we are something that we are not. That's pride. False humility is when we say that we are not something that we are. Let me say it again. Pride is when I say I'm something that I'm not. False humility is when I say I'm not something that I am. Under the hand of man, man will begin to give me an identity that they think is humble, but God wants me to walk in his humility. Humility is not this. I'm just worthless and no good. That's not humility. Humility is not degrading yourself, insulting yourself, and beating yourself down and robbing you of the identity that God gave you. Humility is embracing under the hand of God the identity that God says you can have. That's humility. But when I walk under the hand of God and my identity in God, some people will say I'm not humble because I'll be bold about who God says I am. But it is not humble to not agree with what God says about you. True humility is just identifying yourself with God. So we want to be humble. We want to walk in that. He says if we will humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, he will exalt us in due time. So let's, let's go to the next point. Let's, let's grow. I got to get to the next one. We got to grow. We got to grow. Go to 1 Peter chapter 2. Just a couple pages to the left. Look at verse 1. 
core values, we go low, we're humble, we're humble, but here's a big one, number two, we grow. First Peter chapter two, look at verse one. Therefore, laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word. Everybody say pure. Pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. That you may grow thereby. That you may grow. The word grow is a Greek word that just means to enlarge, to increase in the extent or in the instances of activity or state. In other words, to increase, to spread out, to grow. Here's a core value that I want us to have as a body, that I want you to have as an individual. Never stop growing. Never stop growing. And he tells us how we're going to grow. He tells us, desire the pure milk of the what? The pure milk of the what? The word, the word of God, your Bible, this is what we're supposed to use to grow. We need to grow in our knowledge of God. We need to grow and continue to expand. I don't want to be the same level of Christian five years from now. I want to keep growing. The core value is, are you teachable? Can you keep learning? Or do you get to a place where you say, you know what? I know more than they know. Can you learn from a 15-year-old? I know that's the right answer to give until they go to explaining how you're wrong. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Can we have a culture in our church where we continue to learn and we continue to grow, we continue to develop, that we embrace change? See, this, this core value, we go low and we grow, says we are willing and we are excited about change because you cannot grow without changing. You can't grow without changing. And if you're not growing, you're not alive because healthy things grow. So I'm telling you, whatever stage you're in in life, I want to ask you this question. It's something you need to answer between you and God. Have you grown since last year in your relationship with God? If you are not growing, you're regressing. There's no maintaining. There's no maintaining. It's you're either growing forward or you're growing backward. If you're not growing in revelation and knowledge, God's showing you new things. If I was to sit down with an individual and they begin to tell me everything that God showed them and all of these things come from five years ago, man, God showed me these things five years. I still want to retain what I gained five years ago. I'm not throwing it away, but I want something new. I'm not saying what I got five years ago doesn't matter, but I want to get something now that God's showing me. I want to keep growing I don't want to come in here and say, well, you know, my best days were in my 30s. My best days were in my 20s. I want to be, as a believer, if you're in your 80s and 90s, I want you to still be growing in your relationship with Jesus. It's a core value. We go low, but we're also teachable. We're teachable. We're able to learn. We want to, be a value. We want to have a value that we're ready to learn. We want to do so. Is there a better way to do it? Then we're up for it. We do not want this phrase to ever take a grip in our midst. Well, it's the way we've always done it. <laughs> Gives me a rash just saying that phrase. <laughs> How we've always done it doesn't mean anything to me. Is it the best way? 
Well, we need some solid tradition. I'm okay for tradition as long as it's launching me forward into greater things in God. I don't want to maintain. I want to grow. I want to grow. I want to keep growing. I want God to show me something in his word that says, wow, I've read that verse 25 times, but I've never seen it like that before. I want to keep growing. I want to come into church ready to receive the word, expecting to grow today. See, here's, that's what we grow by. We grow by the word. So if I'm not reading God's word, guess what? I'm not growing. That you may grow thereby. How do we grow? We grow by reading the word, seeing what God shows us. And where do we grow? Let me read you this. Psalm chapter 92 says this, the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of their God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteous in him. They're still going to be bearing fruit in their old age. They're going to be fresh and flourishing. Why? Because they're planted in the house of God. I believe how do we grow? We grow by the word of God. Where do we grow? I believe we grow when we're planted in a house of God. Whether you're watching online or listening to this and this isn't your church, that's fine. Get in a house of God. Get planted so that you can flourish like a palm tree. Why? Because there's people that need what you have. I realize people say, I don't need church. I just need Jesus. I disagree with that statement 100%. 100%. Because Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Because he wants a body of believers, not just to have attendance in a place so that we can cross-pollinate and help one another and and speak into one another's life. So I still want to be fresh and flourishing. When When I'm in church and I'm 85 years old, 95 years, 105 years old, don't be doubting me. I'm shooting for 120 if Jesus doesn't come back. Whatever, whatever your age is, I'm telling you, I want you to be fresh and flourishing in the house of God. I don't want you to be saying, well, let's just let the young ones. No, don't you let the young ones have it. You take it by force. You keep going forward. Be fresh and flourishing. Keep growing in your life with Christ. Keep growing in your understanding of God. I'm going to still be learning about God long into my life. There's going to be things I'm never going to know. So here's the core value. I want to make sure I'm going low, that I'm humble, that I'm, that I'm serving other people, that I'm not tooting my own horn and saying, look at me, I'm the best. I want to serve other people and I want to stay teachable. I want to keep growing. We want to be a growing house, not just in number, but we want to be hungry for more of God. I want to go from glory to glory to glory. I'm not satisfied with last year's anointing. I'm not, I'm not satisfied with a move of God I had in Brazil two years ago. I'm not satisfied with that. I'm like, whoa, that was awesome. It was awesome, but that's not sustaining me today. I want something fresh. I want God to keep speaking to me. I'm looking for more. I want to go from glory to glory to glory. I want you to go from one level of relationship with God to the next. So we want it to be something we encourage one another. Hey, let's grow together. What's God showing you lately? I don't know. I'm really not reading the Bible much. Okay, well, let's get in there. Let's find out how we can grow. Let's get in a connect group so you can get around people that's hungry, that's helping you stir that gift up on the inside of you because we want to go low, but we want to make sure we're growing because somebody needs the revelation that God wants to speak to you. Let me say it this way. Some people stop growing because they think they know enough. Maybe you know enough for you. Let's just for argument's sake 
We know that's not true, but let's say for argument's sake that's the case. You know enough for you to get you through life. But there's people that you're going to meet that God's want to give you a revelation of something because they need to hear what he's going to show you. So that revelation that you're digging for, it may not even be for you, it may be for them. There's some things I get out of the word that, that he's showing me and it doesn't even speak to me that much. But someone across my path, I run into someone and all of a sudden the thing that they're dealing with is the thing that God just spoke to me. And I start giving them what he showed me and it makes this huge difference in their life and it really wasn't a big deal to me. We need to keep growing. Why? Because there's people that God wants to speak to and he wants to speak through you. We go low. Be humble. Be humble. Can we be a humble humble church? And I'm not talking humble like we're worthless, miserable sinners. No, I'm not talking about that kind of humble. I'm talking about we're under the hand of God. I had an individual one time that, that I really looked to and uh, really trusted their opinion. And... Uh, they looked me square in the eye one day and said, Chad, Chad, you're just a prideful person. I was like, really? Yeah, you're just pretty prideful. And I'm okay, but I'm teachable. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, what, what is it about? What is it that, uh, why am I prideful? Yeah, just the way you walk and the way you carry yourself. <laughs> and you work out and all that stuff, you're prideful. The way I walk? Yeah. What's, I wasn't sure how to walk after that. I'm like, is this okay? I really gave it some thought. I'm like, how was I walking? You know, was I walking with a dip? You know, I don't know what was I, what was I, how was I walking? This said, I'm prideful. I wasn't trying to walk. Sometimes, People will call you something that they're dealing with something themselves. This is why we get under the hand of God. I called two other people and I said, you got to help me. Tell me, am I a prideful person speaking in my life? Tell me if I'm prideful. And they said, no. The first person said, dude, you got to consider the source. Under the hand of God. I'm going to humble myself under the hand of God. If man doesn't say, think I'm humble because I'm walking in my identity in Christ, then that's a problem they've got to deal with. I'm not going to call myself something I am not just to make them feel better about their issues. I'm going to be humble. I'm going to call myself who God calls me. I'm going to be bold about it because I'm going to be under the hand of God. And then he's going to take care of exalting me. But I want to keep growing. I want to stay teachable. So here's what I want us to do this morning. If you would just close your eyes with me. I believe God wants to get rid of some pride in our life. Can we go low? I was preparing for this message. <laughs> oh, Jesus, why do you do this to me every time? I'm preparing for this message, and Dawn and I had a, man, we had a disagreement. It was a, it was a good one. Not good as in good. It was, it was a tough one. And man, I was, I was not happy. <laughs> and I should have known what I'm preparing on, and and pride, pride was strong. Pride was saying, hey, you, you stand your ground. But I heard God say, dwell with your wife with understanding so that your prayers are not hindered. And then he said, I resist the proud. He says, where do you want to be, Chad? Do you want to be right with yourself? Or do you want to be right with me? 
he knows my heart. Every time I'm a mess, I go back and say, God, I'm sorry, I'm stupid. I want to be right with you. So I had to say, I'm sorry. I want to go low. I believe God wants to destroy some pride in our life. And it's not a one-time thing, folks. I'm, I'm going to be destroying pride tomorrow. But I believe there's some things he wants to deal with you. So if for this moment, would you just open your heart to say, God, show me pride in my life. Some of you, he's already spoken it to you. He's already shown it with coworkers, with teams, maybe serving here in the church, pride. An individual, something didn't go your way. Pride is, you've drawn your lines in the sand and you said, I'm gonna stand my ground. I understand not allowing people to monster truck over you, but I'm telling you, we've got to to be careful that we don't defend ourselves and find ourselves in a place of our rightness, celebrating our rightness, and we end up being wrong. Pride is one of the seven things that God hates. Pride exalts self. Pride goes over while humility goes under. Holy Spirit, come and reveal pride in our life. Reveal pride in this body that we will go low. It'll be a core value, Lord. We'll be humble with one another. When we talk to one another, when we deal with one another, when we bring correction, we will do it with humility. We will go low to pick them up, not to crush them. Lord, I pray, reveal pride. As you're praying for that, remember that we grow. Are you teachable? Are you too stubborn to learn from someone else? Do you think you know it all? Do you come across that way? You don't mean to, but you just come across. Maybe you do know a lot of things and maybe God has revealed a lot of great things to you and that's wonderful. But are you still teachable? Are you still teachable? Are you growing or have you grown stagnant? Are you pursuing more of God or have you come to a place where You're resting on your laurels. And the the best revelation you've got from God was more than a year ago. The last time you really had had God show you something, it's been a long time ago. No one's here to condemn you for that. We're just here to restore you to a place of flourishing. Maybe you're older and you said, you know, my best days spiritually are behind me. I've taken my hills and now I'm just going to relax. I understand there's seasons for doing different things. Don't get me wrong. I'm not asking you to do something God's not asking you to do. I'm just telling you, he is telling you to keep growing. Keep growing. I want you to be fresh and flourishing, still bearing fruit no matter your age. I want us to make a commitment in this house that we will go low and we will grow. We will go low on the job. We will go low. We'll not try and be the biggest, loudest, the bossiest. We're going to go low. With our siblings in our home, we're going to go low. We're not going to try and and be mean to one another. We're not going to talk bad to one another. We're going to go low. We're going to walk in humility with our spouses. We're going to walk in humility. We're going to clothe ourselves with humility with other churches and other believers on Facebook and social media, we're gonna go low. It doesn't mean we don't stand for anything. It doesn't mean we don't walk in our identity. We just do it in the love of God as he directs us and as he leads us. Under the mighty hand of God. 
God, are you leading me or am I leading me? Father, I pray over each one of us today. Holy Spirit, I pray that pride will be destroyed in our life. God, we wanna go low at Crossroads. We want this to be a core value of who we are. We don't think we're better than everybody else. We don't think we've got all the answers. We just are hungry to grow in you. We're not ashamed of what you've taught us. We're not ashamed of the identity that you've given us, but we wanna express that with the humility of Jesus. That he taught with authority and he taught with humility. God, we wanna keep growing. I pray, Lord, that we will not get stagnant in the great things that you've done in our midst, in our church. God, I pray that we will have a desire to grow, that we will not just come in and go through the motions and attend week after week, but God, I pray that you will burn in our hearts to be leaders and to grow. I pray that you will raise up more leaders to grow your kingdom. That I've taken a back seat too long, it's time to jump in. Lord, I pray that that be on the heart of every single person to grow in their understanding of you, grow in their relationship of you. Lord, we bless what you're doing. Put it in our hearts to go low and to grow. We're hungry, God. From glory to glory. God, do not let us stay where we are, but God, we're asking for more of you, more of your presence, more of your anointing, more of your direction, more souls to be saved. God, more lives to be changed, more people to be filled with your spirit and power, more leaders to be made in the community. God, raise us up more and more. We ask it. We keep growing. Thank you, Jesus.